The Sport Industry Access Podcast, episode 146. How is the esports industry influencing the legal sector? Welcome to another episode of the Sport Industry Access Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Bowers. As always, my goal each week is to provide you a special guest who is a sports expert in a specific field in the sports industry, especially if you have an interest in pursuing a career in sports law. I hope today's episode can be useful to you with regards to your interests and needs. Now, getting back to today's show, this week's special guest is Peter ripple Sabol. Peter is a commercial and sports lawyer. In the sports industry, Peter specialises in legal support in all aspects such as domestic broadcasting, player contracts, and he's even working with regards to esports. And for that reason, it's great to have Peter as a special guest on the show. And that's when today's episode, Peter will share his sports career journey and explain to you how the legal sector is influencing the esports industry. Peter, it's great to have you on the show. Please, could you share your sports career journey to listeners? When did it all start? Uh, hi, Ed, and first of all, thanks for having me on the show. I love football. I always was thinking about uh, to be involved in, in sports law. And as a law school student, I wrote two papers uh, about sports. The first is the famous Bosman case, and the second is the employment issues of, of professional football players. And that was back in 2005 and 2007. And after that, I went to Germany uh, as a scholarship holder uh, to study uh, sports law. And I was uh, lucky uh, enough to be supervised and guided by one of the most recognized uh, sports law professors in Germany, uh, Klaus Fiewig. And uh, he helped me understand uh, how complex and how exciting the world of sports law is and uh, challenging to be involved to deal with the legal issues surrounding the sports sector. When I returned to Hungary uh, in 2009, I started as a trainee at a law firm and I was not involved in sports law cases at all. So, so what I did that I launched my own blog on which I published uh, topics, uh, sports related issues. I also published articles in, in, in prominent law journals and I also contributed to textbook on sports law in 2011. And then... I also tried to, to build relationships with stakeholders within the sports industry. So I, I met as many people as I could. And in the end, the, the, the matter started to come in. And very happy to say that in the last couple of years, I was involved in, in various complex and exciting uh, matters in, 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 uh, in several sports. And I would say that currently about um, 40% of my work is uh, uh, sports-related. I find this really interesting and we will talk about your blog later on on this show. But just going back, can you remember the moment when you thought, right, I want to go into law to get into the sports industry or football industry? Can you remember that moment specifically just for the listeners who are students who would love to pursue a career in this area? 
Yes, I can. So obviously, so I used to play football and unfortunately realized that I would never make it as a professional, you know. And then <laughs> uh, when I went to law school, so I, I didn't have specific reason to be a law school student, but uh, when I went to law school and and um, I, I first heard about, wow, sport uh, has to do also with law, then that was a defining moment when I knew I love football, I have a passion for football and... and uh, I saw that there are so many uh, interesting issues and that was a defining moment. So it was, I think, uh, when I uh, attended the third year of the university. And just on that note, reflecting now from your whole career, how has your education supported you to where you are now? Uh, uh, in Hungary, at law school, obviously you, you study general law. Uh, but um, I tried to find a professor who was interested in sports and uh, I became his, his student, let's say, and he helped me uh, to understand civil law cases and civil law issues surrounding sport. And then I went to Germany, where really uh, my, my German professor showed me how, how good it is and, and, and really how exciting it is. And that, that, that was really the case. And just from a career perspective now, what career skills have supported you throughout your career journey in the football industry? Uh, I think the basis is that you need to be a good lawyer. So you, you need to be a passionate lawyer and to get to know how the industry works. That's very important. And how different sports work. You, you will be in the best position to understand uh, the needs of all stakeholders uh, in, in all uh, areas of sports. So basically, I'm a commercial lawyer. I'm a regulatory lawyer, I'm a dispute resolution lawyer. So that the point is here that you are you are really, you know, you devote time to, to get to know that particular area of law and to get to know the people uh, who are involved in that. That's the point here. One error I always find when I speak to lawyers like yourself on the podcast show, and I think this is really important for students who want to get into it, how important from a legal perspective is to understand different cultures and countries from a legal perspective? It's very important. First, I would say that people speak the same language in sports. What I see in my, in my personal experience is that you often face contracts. Uh, the matter is entirely or partly subject to uh, the law of another jurisdiction. And what you need to know is that you, you need to have a good commercial, commercial acumen and a good commercial understanding. And then you, then you have two advantages. First, you can communi communicate to your clients uh, a general impressions, what are the key issues uh, in, in, a, in a matter which involves various jurisdictions. And second, you can interact with the lawyers on the other side qualified under that jurisdiction. And also then you can tell your client uh, who is the most appropriate lawyer to be involved uh, in that particular jurisdiction if you need a specific advice on a specific aspect uh, of, of, of that law. But um, in general, let's take the FIFA regulations. So, of course, <laughs> the, the well, FIFA case can be subject to several uh, different laws. But in the end of the day, common sense and general uh, legal principles apply to each case. Peter, I really appreciate you sharing that, just for especially the students who want to really get involved in the football industry. And just relating to today's podcast topic, and I picked this topic because it inspired me relating to your blog, but I'll hopefully apply it with a football industry perspective as well. How have you seen the esports industry influence the legal sector, especially in football? 
It's a, it's a very good question. So first, we would start with what esports are. And I would say it's an umbrella term for competitive video gaming, you know. And uh, competitive, video, competitive video gaming, when people play against each other video games, is, was with us 10, 20 years ago. The, the difference is now that uh, the games are spectacular, they have a very good quality, and there is social media and online streaming, which make it possible to see esports all around the world, played by, by young fans who are really... Uh, engaging in that kind of uh, online environment. So I would say that you need to be a lawyer who generally understands the sports industry, and you need to be a lawyer who understands how digitalization and technology uh, influencing the world in which we live and how it influences consumption of products uh, and the, the sports products. Uh, and then also, <laughs> if you're involved uh, as, as, an, as an advisor, uh, in an industry which is in the making, then you need to be creative and you need to be a trusted advisor of your client because, because there are so many, let's say, unexplored or gray areas where, where the client uh, fully relies on your legal expertise and creativity uh, solve their issues. And you should always bear in mind that you are involved, you are part of the team which is creating a product which needs to be understood by young people, by their legal guardians, by, by sponsors, by rights holders, even promoters. So um, uh, all lawyers who are going to be involved in esports, they need to be creative, they, ne they need uh, to invest time to understand the industry, to understand the people, and you need to be creative. So I think in this area of law, forward thinking, uh, creativity, and solutions which could be easy to understand uh, are the main points which can shape you who will be involved here. I find this really interesting because from a you know sports industry employment perspective, this is really, really important. And one area I want to talk about now because it's a fantastic resource, I'd love you to talk about your blog. Could you just explain to people about your blog and what inspired you to do a blog as well? First, what inspired me is just when, when I was young and I was really enthusiastic and uh, I just had so many thoughts in my mind and I feel, let's say, compelled to share all those thoughts with, with, with everyone. And of course, the best possible way is to do uh, via the internet on a blog because everyone can access to that. And what I wanted to do is that uh, to build a brand, a personal brand, and uh, I wanted to build it in an authentic way. So I mean... I, of course, at the beginning, I, I, I barely had any practical experience, you know. I had the guidance of, of, of good, good uh, teachers and uh, I read so much. So that was a starting point for, for sharing, just simply show how I love sports and how others could love sport. And uh, basically, that, that especially at the beginning, that, that was the reason that kept, kept me writing. It was my blog which, which directed people uh, to me from everywhere in Hungary and also from everywhere in the world because uh, it is a platform which gives you exposure and if it is well written, it gives you uh, authenticity. And I published my blogs usually in two languages, both in, in, in Hungarian or in English, or at least I always uh, published uh, an English summary to, to, the, to the blogs I, I wrote in Hungarian. So, so basically you have, let's say, an online brand uh, to, to see for all, all, all people. And 
Uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, these days I don't have much time to, to, to write because, you know, um, um, uh, I, I have, have now real work to do, but I still try to do my best to, 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 to keep the blog uh, as uh, up to date as possible. Honestly, everybody who's listening in right now, Peter's blog is brilliant. Even, you know, it is in English, and that's what got me connected with Peter, especially from an esports perspective. So there will be a link relating to this uh, podcast. But just going back to your career now, what have you been up to recently? Up to one of my biggest projects in my life, it's, it's advising an esports federation on the full setup of the regulations, which is really exciting and, and a real challenge. Uh, I'm also uh, advising uh, on an event organization agreement for a major international event. And I'm also involved now uh, a FIFA dispute uh, of an international dimension because of a breach of a player's contract. Wow, a lot going on in different areas. Yeah. Out of interest, Peter, just from a personal perspective, reflecting now, what have you enjoyed the most from your sports career journey looking back? Fortunate enough to be involved uh, in a lot of exciting cases, and not only in, in, in sports law, but also in other fields of the law. And the thing which always gives me the most satisfaction is when when I look at a complex matter first and I have the good feeling about that case and I say to myself, listen, Peter, that, that's the argumentation or that's that's the point which, which will help you solve the issue uh, for the benefit of the client and all the parties. And when the matter takes one, two, three years uh, and in the end you see that, that your first good feeling was the thing which which is the best solution that that I think that's when you could be the most satisfied. So just with regards to that feeling, just related to listeners, is that like a gut feeling? Yes, it is. It, it's a gut feeling because you know if you accum- accumulate experience over the time, and simply if you just think, you 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 dare to think, you know, as a young lawyer, then you will have a good feeling, and good feelings are always the best things. So also also in the legal uh, area. I hope you're listening, guys, because that is a brilliant piece of advice. And it really leads to my last question for today. Out of interest, what career guidance tips would you give to any young sports lawyer starting their career in the legal sector of the sports industry? First of all, I would say get to know the industry, get to know the people and build relationships, build meaningful relationships. Then um, I always would say that that you need to be persistent and patient. So it's not easy to be a sports lawyer. And I still think that there are only a couple of lawyers who, who are exclusively involved in sports. But if you, if you, if you are persistent and patient enough, uh, then, then, and you do everything you can, then you will get there. And uh, what I would say is that on the path, you will face uh, decisions you think about making. And because you are in a situation you have never been before, but but if you did your best, you are prepared. You research the case law, you you research the commentaries, you you through the case with your colleagues, and you make that decision, and that decision will be the best. And this is the thing which will uh, take you to the next level in your journey. So don't be afraid to make decisions when it is needed, and. I also would say that, that just uh, be a good lawyer and if, if you will do real estate law, you will do criminal law, uh, property law, commercial law, which is not sports related, don't, don't be afraid uh, uh, because 
all those experiences will help you to understand the sports law case when when you will be involved. And in the end, I would say you always think about that it's a marathon. So it's, it's not a 100-meter sprint, it's a marathon. And along the way, you shouldn't forget the people uh, helping you on, on, on your way because your family, your friends, and all the colleagues who you work with uh, are important uh, pieces of the puzzle. So just, just, just listen to them as well. Absolutely. And honestly, you provided a handful of fantastic career tips. How can people interact with you online? There is my blog, which we talked about now. And of course, I'm on Twitter and LinkedIn. That is great to all the listeners listening in. All those links will be on my website relating to this blog post. Peter, it's been such a pleasure chatting with you today. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you very much, Chad. What a really fascinating podcast chat with Peter. For me, it's these type of conversations I enjoy so much. And we literally got connected on Twitter. I checked out his blog and we ended up doing this podcast chat. And I learned so much during this podcast. And I always find sports law a really interesting sect of the sports industry with the different cases and how it influences other industries, like from this conversation, like esports. But the key learning lesson for you if you're just starting a career in the sports industry, and this doesn't just mean sports law, is really focusing on your personal brand. And starting a blog is a great way to really understand the interest areas of the sports industry you have an interest in, which you promote your ideas to the world. And that is how Peter got himself into the sports industry from a legal standpoint. And for me, this is key. And he is absolutely right with regards to really promoting a personal brand online, which really reflects your ideas, which then ends up you doing projects. And he's doing some interesting projects in the esports sector. And also with regards to, as he mentioned, doing a, a case with professional athletes on their contracts. And all these skill sets you learn throughout this journey are vital, not just in sports law with regards to your personal brand, but any sector in the sports industry. So I really do hope you took that on board with regards to Peter's journey in the sports industry and really take on board the career guidance he gave at the end. Because Peter's absolutely right. Building relationships, meaningful relationships in the sports industry is so important. I don't just mean just go to some networking events. I mean, actually discover what people are doing in the industry, take interest, because if you take interest in them, they'll take interest in you and what you're doing. So look, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast chat and apply the learning lessons from this podcast chat from Peter and apply it to your sports career journey today and make it happen. Now, as always, at the end of each interview, I like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker. Peter said, get to know the sports industry, then get to know the people in the sports industry and build meaningful relationships. Mm-hmm.